We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender at Blender HD. You're gonna follow me on Twitter, and it's Wednesday, October 11th, and we'll be taking a first look at the NFL Week Six slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. You know how much I like the like buttons and the subscribe buttons and the notification bell. Someone that is very familiar with the like button, right? I don't know. There's, there's no maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe you got a Spidey bomb in the in the in the in the playoff games for MLB today, but we'll see. We'll see later. Uh, it's TJ Zwarek all the way from Saskatchewan, Canada. That I always make fun. You're in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's still, true. up morning. Middle of nowhere. Up. Yeah, 9 a.m. for me right now. Didn't get much sleep last night, but still ready to dive in. I'm going from. The middle of nowhere to the middle of everywhere. Tomorrow I'm flying to New York City, so I'm only going to be playing 
one single entry DFS lineup this week as opposed to my usual 150 because we got a uh, busy weekend, but I'm still excited to play because it is a fun little slate that we got here. Yes, and you're going to have to be uh, uh, up to speed with all the news because we have some uh, injuries to monitor, some new situations with people heading on the IR, uh, and we'll dive into that uh, today. I, I have the, uh, the the first look up. This is a free article, rotogrinders.com. Uh, you don't even have to be a you know, premium member or anything. You know, Noto puts out the first look, shows all the Vegas lines and the schedule and the DVOA stuff and all the, all the crap over here. Uh, we got mostly low totals. I mean, the highest two totaled games on the slate are the Panthers-Dolphins game, 48.5, the Cardinals-Rams game, 48.5, and, and then it's just like 41.5, 42, 44.5, 45.5, 42.5. 40, I mean, nothing like absurdly low. I guess 49ers-Browns is 38, right? We got the Jets-Eagles at 42, Patriots-Raiders, 41.5, so... I don't know how much offense is necessarily going to be on this slate, but the highest implied totals are Dolphins 31. We got the, let's see, Rams 27 and a half. We got, and I mean, that's kind of the two highest ones. Jacksonville, I guess, 25.3 or whatever, but uh, we'll head over to our initial uh, Roto-Grinders projections. We have a bunch of situations that have happened over the past week. Uh, I think the main one that we're going to dive into first is what's going on with the Vikings. Justin Jefferson has been placed on the IR. Uh, the Vikings are headed to Chicago to play the Bears. They're a two-and-a-half-point road favorite, 23-and-a-half implied total. With Justin Jefferson out, TJ, are we just going to assume that what Jordan Addison is the guy at 5,700 is uh, KJ Osborne. I mean, I, I have to figure that that against the bears defense, which uh, has objectively looked awful. They have a fairly healthy team total for this slate. Is this one of those situations where Jefferson's out and everyone eats, or is it the type of thing where just they run the offense differently? I think they are going to run the offense a little bit differently, but I do think everyone is going to eat as well. I think Hawkinson, Addison, and Osborne are all going to be recipients of more. But then additionally, I honestly think maybe the greatest beneficiary, especially maybe not all season, but especially in this game against the Chicago Bears, is going to be Alexander Madison. Um, he hasn't received a single rushing touchdown yet this year. He got a receiving touchdown last this game, but he hasn't ran one in yet. I do think they're going to be running the ball a lot more. Yes, Cam Akers is going to be involved too, but I think Madison is actually going to end up being the biggest beneficiary, at least for this week, against a putrid Bears defense. Well, I think that that may be something to monitor projection-wise because I'm getting the sense, I mean, we'll talk about some running backs uh, this week, I don't expect Madison to be high owned or anything. I, I expect Addison and Osborne to get a bulk of the Vikings ownership. And if you're going to pay up, I guess Hawkins at a tight end on DraftKings. So you're much more inclined, especially if you see like single digit, you know, eight to 10% ownership on Madison versus like it could be 15 to 20 on each of these receivers that you're much more inclined to just play the running game 
How about the other side of the game? I mean, Fields has looked much better and the Vikings defense isn't all that cracked up <laughs> about either. We have a running back situation there where I don't know who the hell's healthy. I mean, Roshan Johnson is in the concussion protocol and we've seen this year that there hasn't been a single person that has entered the concussion protocol starting the week that has played the game the following week. If Roshan Johnson is out, I mean essentially they re-signed the De- i mean they have deonta foreman i mean what is good like blaza game is not i know he rushed the ball in the last game but i mean he had like three total rushes in his entire nfl career he's more of a fullback what's going on with the bears running back situation and is it even worth touching even if there's only one or two healthy running backs there i think so just because Minnesota's defense isn't anything that we're worried about and now they're probably not going to be playing with as big of a potential lead as they otherwise may have without Justin Jefferson Roshan Johnson has looked dynamic um I like him if he plays but assuming he doesn't Deontay Foreman's probably going to get at least 15 touches in this game both in the receiving game and the rushing spot so um I, I would be willing to play some $4,400 uh, Deontay Foreman. Especially, in, I guess, in cash games. I mean, 4400 is very cheap for a running back. If you could get 15 touches out of that, I don't know how the quality of the touches, but if you could get 12 carries and three receptions, I mean, I don't know where this, I don't know if the ceiling is necessarily there, especially with Fields more likely to, more likely to run the ball himself. Uh, maybe a decoy, but how about these receivers? How about, I mean, DJ Moore had a breakout game, but Darnell Mooney got some long targets. I mean, Fields is not all that accurate at 3,700. If I'm going to, if I'm going to play this game to some extent, if the receivers are going to be popular, if I'm going to play a cousin stack, or if I want to play Fields on one side and then have a, a Madison or Addison or Osborne on the other side, I mean, Darnell Mooney has upside at 3,700. And like you mentioned, too, there's so many low totals on this slate. Even though this total isn't high, it, it does have the potential with two not very good defenses to have a shootout if the quarterbacks are playing well. And so doing like something like that, a full stack, where you play Mooney, play DJ Moore, Mooney, and Komet alongside Justin Fields, doing this in something like the Millie Maker, and then you can play... Alexander Madison and one of the receivers as a run back and you full stack this game. If it ends up turning into a shootout, that could be a tournament winner. Especially when many of the other games are, I mean, one, maybe one of these games in the mid forties turns into a shootout and the price and projection on the Minnesota Chicago game is, is appealing as opposed to we take a look at one of the higher totals, obviously the dolphins 31 implied total. We know where the ball's going when it comes to the receivers. I think Jalen Waddell is easily the second person to Tyree Kill, but I mean he's seventy six hundred, so I think his ownership is going to be a little bit muted there. But uh, Devon Achan is is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Jeff Wilson, we have marked down as questionable. He's may come off the IR. Mostert is sixty four hundred. We've seen in the past that. The Dolphins don't mind riding Mostert as much as they can, but how much, if 
Jeff Wilson is active. And plus, they also have Salvin Ahmed that, off the practice squad. I think most are, people will just look and see what the Dolphins have done with a 31 implied total at home as a nearly two-touchdown favorite and go, why don't I want... Why don't I want to lead back? Do you, do you think that Mostert gets more than the work that he's gotten with the Chan? Or do you think that it's going to be still a split, but is it worth playing Mostert for 12 to 14 touches versus like, you told me that he got 20, 22 touches? Like 6,400 is way too cheap when the Dolphins are this favorite at home. Yeah, I think I think he's the guy. And I think it's I think it's going to be somewhere in between. I think it'll be probably be in like the 16 to 18, 19 touch range for him. If Wilson plays and or Ahmed might get some touches, but they're not going to get the work Devin Achan did. Like he's, he's the fastest player on the, on a team that has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like it's crazy. Um, And so I don't think they're going to, go out of their way to get other running backs the same amount of touches that they that they went to to give him and I still think Mostert's going to be the guy Mostert's going to be the guy in the red zone so um he will likely be my second highest owned running back it's going to a lot really depend on the ownership but um kind of speaking as if I were running 150 he would probably be my second highest owned guy um behind Arizona's running back and then uh he will likely be on my single entry slash cash style team that I build as well. Another situation I want to look into and get your opinion on is uh, the Cardinals Rams game. It's one of the, it's it's one of the two high total games on the slate. The Rams are favored by a touchdown at home. Uh, Both sides, both sides of the ball. Let's take a look at both sides of the ball. First thing I want to talk about is James Conner is now going to be on the IR so in this past game, you saw that uh, Amari DiMercato, you know, the rookie kind of like took over the James Conner role, but they they do have, I mean, if he comes, if he's healthy, they do have what, uh, Kevonta, uh, Keontae Ingram, who's more of a pass-catching type of running back. DiMercato's 4,900. We talked about Deonta Foreman at 4,400. If he plays and gets a whole bunch of touches, you know, these really cheap running backs especially from a mean perspective, a median type of perspective are quite valuable. How do you think the Cardinals backfield is going to operate with no Connor? Or do you think that they throw the ball more? I don't think they can throw the ball more because they're rolling with uh, Joshua Dobbs out there. Like if this was Kyler Murray, I think maybe they'd be switching things up a little bit and trying to unleash and move the pocket and, uh, fire some balls downfield, but Amari Demarcado is going to be my top back on the slate. I think even if Keontae Ingram plays, um, just because um, the Rams defense isn't very good, they give up a lot of points, and so um, Demarcado just maybe like this is me trusting my eyes, and I should be looking at projections a little bit more. But he looked really good. He looked really dynamic. Um, and so I'm interested in getting to him at sub 5k. He just makes so many things work. We got some expensive runbacks on this, uh, Rams team. So it really allows, um, some things to work. If you want to do a full stack too, like you can do Stafford, Nakua, Cup, Brown, and Mercado in a full stack. And that's really what I like to do in large field tournaments when I'm trying to get different. 
I'll play a chalky quarterback with a chalky receiver, knowing most people do one-to-ones and maybe two receivers with their stack. And I'll do three receivers and then two people from the other team. Um, and so I do like Demarcado quite a bit. I think with with Ingram being hurt um, and them liking what they see from Demarcado, that he's still likely going to get most of the touches, even if Ingram plays. Um, but having said that, if he's out, then it'll just be a full lock and load spot for me. Right. You have to expect they'll just use them the same way they use Connor. And Connor, they have no problem giving the ball 20 to 25 times, regardless of the game script. Let's talk about the Rams on the other side. Is Cooper Cup Cooper Cup again? I mean, we kind of saw the last game that, yeah, Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup. No, he played as what we would normally think him playing. But Nakua now is at 8,000. Cup is at 9,000. We saw the last game that kind of the whole offense went through, passing offense went through those two guys. Do you think that that will continue? Or do you think that this will be more... I don't want to call Puka Nakua Ben Skronik, but Skronik is the same kind of like like possession type of receiver that we all thought that, oh, well, if Cooper Cup's not in, like Skronik will just take over the cup role, and he didn't, but Puka did. Do you think that there's more upside? I, my opinion, if I had to probabilistically guess, is that the second game with Cooper Cup back, it's much more likely that Cooper Cup is worth 9K than Puka is worth 8K. That maybe it's not going to be both of them getting 30% target shares. Maybe it'll end up with Cup getting a 36% target share and Puka getting a 20% target share. And a 20% target share, 8K is uh, is quite rich. I still think the two of these guys are probably going to get like at bare minimum 55% of that target share. Um, and so if I'm choosing one, I, it would just be cut, but I have no, in, I have no issue with the amount of salary saving options we have this week. I have no issue playing both of, in a lineup that has Matthew Stafford. Um, we've seen over a very large sample that when, when Stafford has good receivers, he will just pepper them and he does not care how many targets they have. He will, he just looks to them. And so they just traded Van Jefferson. It kind of, I feel like solidifies all three of these receiver spots with cup with Nakua and with uh Tutu Atwell. I think Atwell is still hundred percent in play for tournaments as well as is Tyler Higby. And so, um, one of the reasons I think uh, Matthew Stafford is one of the best tournament quarterback plays on the slate is because of all the different ways you can stack them up. I think if you pick three of Cup, Nakua, Atwell, and Higby to stack them up with, you're in a great position. Run it back with um, one to two Arizona players, either Demarcado, Brown, Ertz, or two of them. Um, and uh, it's it's a really, really great start to a tournament lineup. I want to look at this Bengals Seahawks game because although you know nothing has changed, I I think in the projections that we are having, we no he T Higgins is in the projections, so he's questionable, but it's quite possible he doesn't play. Even with T Higgins in our projections, Jamar Chase at eighty three hundred is one of the top wide receiver values on the slate. Uh, Joe Mixon is there also, especially if Higgins is out. You have to expect both these guys, Mixon and Chase, to be very popular. Burrow, 
seems to be doing much better, right? Uh, got in a get-right spot. Jamar Chase had a nuclear game. Uh, that recency bias is going to, you know, skyrocket Chase's ownership at 8,300. You mentioned before, we do have salary-saving options on this slate, like those cheap running backs. We have some cheap wide receivers that that are worth playing. Are you are you interested? Uh, 24 implied team total is pretty decently high for this slate. Borrow Chase stacks again for... And just it happened. Maybe he doesn't get 55 points, but especially if Higgins is out. If Higgins is in, I still think this stack is going to be used a lot. Do you have any different takes on whether or not you're willing to eat the ownership here, regardless if Higgins are, is in? So I'm, I'm, I don't think he's going to play, but uh, if he is in, I would maybe get a little bit underweight because I'm only playing the one lineup. It's probably still going to have Chase, and it will not have Joe Mixon. I'm hoping Joe Mixon picks up a lot of ownership, and I'm not going to be playing him. Um, I like the Chase chalk. I think Chase chalk is good chalk. I think Mixon chalk is bad chalk. Um, and so that's kind of how I'm uh, going about it. I will still be comfortable going with Chase um, if Higgins is in. But what I'm hoping for is Higgins is out, and then not only do I get to play Chase, but I'm going to play Burrow with Chase, and then maybe additionally, definitely Tyler Boyd, but maybe even Trenton Irwin as well. It could be one of these situations we saw, we've seen with T. Higgins before with this coaching staff that they make him active and they like he pretty much doesn't play. Yeah, right. I mean, they've head faked us where oh Higgins Higgins will play and he plays five snaps in like specific situations and that's it so obviously 6400 could be a risk even if he is active i just wanted to highlight that uh another game i want to look at for a situation is uh the the colts jaguars game anthony richardson is going to be missing somewhere between four to eight weeks uh, the top value quarterback in our projections is gardner Minshew at five thousand. are you are you interested in a Minchu Downs Granson type of lineup and you run Ridley or Etienne or Kirk back or something like that. Uh we know that obviously Minshew's not a not a runner like like Richardson is. We we're gonna have the second week of Jonathan Taylor back, even though Zach Moss had a big game last week. The projections median wise would tell you that the Colts are values. Do you think there's enough ceiling here against the Jaguars? Probably not, but that build that you were talking about is something I would still consider in an MME style format. And I would probably still want to make them because Minshew's been okay. Like he still put up some decent fantasy points and this team is so cheap. If I play Minshew and Downs and Granson, run it back with Etienne, well, I can also play Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, and maybe even Cooper Cup. Like they're so cheap, I, can I don't think either. I don't think you can play all three of them, but you can. I think you can play two of them. Yeah, two of them for sure. I'm playing two of them with my Bengals stack. I don't know which two I'm playing yet, but I'm playing Chase with one of, um, one of McCaffrey or Cup, and that's going to be my main lineup. 
but I would be interested in seeing like if there are any other style stacks that you'd be able to play all three of them. If you plug all three in, it leaves you 3,867 per, per position. Obviously, that's not a lot. But with a 5K quarterback, you plug in a near minimum price defense. I do wonder if it would be uh, within the realm of possibility, especially if it's like you're adding Granson in there. He's nice and cheap. I'm going to try and make it work right now. Right. I'm going to bring up, did, do you know of any other, I mean, I tried to hit on the main situations that we're, we're looking at. I wanted to see if we have our situation room up for uh, football. Am, am I missing, am I missing a situation that, that may have changed over the last week? Significantly, obviously, obviously we have the situation in, in Detroit where Jamar Gibbs, right? If we go to the, go to this game, I'm assuming we have Jamar Gibbs, uh, questionable still in our projections right we have him at questionable uh david montgomery's priced up at 7300 now but obviously once you take out gibbs i mean are we just going back to the are we going back to the well detroit three-point road favorite i mean we have i mean dude running back on the slate we mentioned Mostert before you mentioned madison de mercado deontay foreman on the cheap side I mean, you want to play McCaffrey, but I mean, Montgomery could have put up 40 points last week if, if the game was close enough that, you know, Greg yeah. Reynolds wasn't in at the end and stuff. Oh, yeah. Reynolds rushed in a touchdown. Goff rushed in a one yard touchdown. And there was a couple of those that Montgomery had gotten like stopped at the one. So he was close to like a absolutely slate breaking performance. Right. And we also have like Josh Jacobs at 7K in a home spot against a putrid Patriots looking team. Right. So, like, if Gibbs is out, do we just go back to the well and, you know, David Montgomery? And if he's not out, do we take a shot in Jamar Gibbs at 5,900? I don't think so. I think I'm going to keep a pretty tight pool. Like, you can, but I don't think it's going to be me. Um, I don't want to You don't like the really... dusty guys. You, you like you like Mixon, you're always down on Mixon, down on Montgomery. Yeah. You, like the, you like the flashy stuff. I, I like the guys who are going to, like, the one exception I've kind of made this year is uh, a chain. I always forget how to yeah, but he's a fl- say he's that. Flash, but he's a flashy guy. Yeah, exactly. And, like, other than that, my strategy has basically just been, like, I want touches. I want touches and Mixon gets them, but, oh, my God, he looks so bad. And so I have a ton of Mixon in best ball, and then just watching him this year just makes me not want to get him because – they give him the opportunities, but all he ever consistently does with it is just fall forward for three yards. Um, it's like a Najee Harris. Why can't thing. that be in the end zone? I had him, and he had five touches inside the five, zero touchdowns. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, like, I'm sure, like, don't get me wrong. The positive regression is going to come. He's going to get a couple touchdowns, but I just, he's one of the, he's one of the guys that I've just kind of gone, well, if he's going to be chalky every week, I'm going to get consistently underweight because um if he if nobody was playing him and i'm thinking like yes he's due for this positive regression it's gonna come i will find reasons to play him when he's low on but he's been high owned almost every week and so i just want to go screw this guy he looks bad i'm out okay so uh we took a look at the main situations here uh we got a game tomorrow obviously broncos versus uh chiefs and uh and we also have a props and pick package here at roto grinders in addition to our DFS stuff, if you want the whole thing, right, with everything combined, just get Roto-Grinders premium subscription. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. You get everything. You get lineup HQ with all the projections, the player ownership, all the premium content, all the data for all the sports. You get statistical projections for NFL. You get statistical projections for NBA. You get statistical projections for NHL and college football. Okay? And what can you do with those statistical projections? Well, you can play DFS with it, right? Because we've been, you know, Rotobrand has been around for more than 10 years specializing in making DFS projections. But you could use those statistical projections to also bet on props or make your pick'em selections on prize picks and underdogs and other sites like that. And we do have what we have here is the prop model, right? So if you could go through and weed through a whole bunch of stuff and look and compare, you could download the CSV bring stuff into Excel. You can import them into other odd screens or anything like that. But if you want to just make a quick look of, but the current, you know, Roto-Grinders projections in different sports and what's available on sites like DraftKings and FanDuel, like the sports books. Like we have a, we have a pick model for this also. So we have a pick tool that does this. We also have a prop model that does that. So here's the NFL stuff. We could switch over to MLB. Right. And you can see here, here's our MLB, you know, the top one with the the edge numbers based on the lines that are available at DraftKings and FanDuel. 
right? I don't know if NHL ones are up yet. Now the NHL ones are from yesterday. So when they update, right, you can see here, you'll always look at the, there'll always be a timestamp here. So you can see last updated 20 hours ago. These are, these are uh, Moneyball 16. will probably update these uh, early in the afternoon. So you could look through here. So like one of the things that I looked here, and I think Britt Devine has it up on scores and odds, uh, the, the, the Javante Williams under 38 and a half rushing yards. Because obviously he's coming back in. Dude, I'm not even sure if he's going to play. So obviously it gets voided if, it, if he's not going to play. But uh, the Broncos is substantial underdogs to the Chiefs. I don't know how much rushing they're going to be real necessarily doing. So, uh, so based on our projections over at DraftKings, uh, I don't, I don't know what the what the the price is there. Probably like minus one fifteen. Obviously, get the best price, get the best number. If you see a thirty nine and a half under, take the thirty nine and a half. I'm telling you, there isn't any. But I mean, the one side is minus one ten, and one side is minus one fifteen. Take the minus one ten. So one of the ones that I have taken personally myself today. Uh, is uh, Javante Williams under 38 and a half rushing us. But we do have, obviously, the Titans-Ravens game. We have project- They have the books have numbers up for because they've been pretty late. The sports books, prize picks and underdog, don't mind putting up more props early, more of their projections early. Uh, the sports books, you know, they're waiting. They're waiting a lot longer than they used to. So uh, catching them early especially on Wednesdays and Thursdays. If you have the blitz projections through Derek Hardy, you know, he'll have his usage adjustments in today. Like go grab those, go grab the RG projections and feel free to go to town. So I don't know, TJ, do you have anything that you're looking at? Either prize picks, underdog, DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, whatever sportsbook site for either this Sunday or even tomorrow. So I will have a lot more starting to come up tomorrow as I got my I got my pro- Thursday night prize picks article coming tomorrow um, as well as I'm on the a- expert survey tomorrow and then I'll have prize picks articles for Sunday night football the I believe there's one more London game this week it's just different teams aren't there um, uh, am I correct I on be- that I believe so let's let uh, is there no there isn't oh no no, no. Ravens no, no, the Ravens Titans is that that early game yes. Yeah, so I'll be doing one for that game too. Not on the slate, but obviously the the prop. That's why the prop markets are out for that game versus the a lot of the the Sunday main games. Yeah, and so I will be doing that one as well. Um, I have I have a call that the projections don't agree with that I'm kind of concerned with doing. Um, But I might anyways, and it's Isaiah Pacheco's higher than seventy four and a half rushing yards on underdog and prize picks, and then. It would be the same for the betting sites, and the like. All yeah, the I already, I, I, TJ, you you mentioned that you're you're saying that I've already gotten under seventy seven and a half at minus one ten, like a day yeah. and a half ago or a day ago. So like, but you have to remember, I'm I'm a and as it's I'm like a, we talked I'm about putting, last I'm week, right? And the dirt person, I'm a. Let me take a look at the projection. Let me take a look at the range of outcomes. Let me take a look at multiple projection sources. And most of them are in agreement that the value is minus 110 under 77 and a half. Now, as the number starts coming down or the price starts going up, then it it it, it convalesces in the middle. So like under 74 and a half at minus 120 is a much different bet than under 77 and a half at minus 110. But you you like you it seems like your your hand in the dirt take is 
you're going to wait until like, I'm assuming the blitz is going to come out and be under. I'm assuming there'll it's, be some ETR release that'll be so under. Looking, you're going to wait yeah. until Sunday and hit like the over 68 and a half at like minus 105 and wait for that. Cause you think it's going to be over. Yeah, so it's it's like that one's coming out tomorrow, and so that game's tomorrow, and so that's kind of it's like we talked about oh, last okay, week, right? Okay, but I'm just saying you in hit, general that you're gonna in wait. General, as late yeah. as possible. You you hit it very early, and then you get that under, and then as it keeps going down, I'm waiting for it to come down because I want to take the over. But at 77 and a half, all of a sudden that's a little less enticing than if I can get it at like 73 and a half. I think 74. I saw I saw it earlier today, TJ, on DraftKings at seven. I believe 74 and a half minus one ten. Yeah, so it's at seventy four and a half on uh, on uh, on underdog right now as well, and that's something I'm looking at as like part of a card is going lower on thirty eight and a half rushing yards for Javante Williams, higher on uh, over over seventy four if I can get him down a little bit more on Pacheco. Really, just thinking that the Chiefs are going to dominate. Pardon me, this spot. So um, that's one that I'm considering. I'm looking at, but I I haven't. That's a heart pick, not a projection pick. Um, and so that's why I'm not too sure about it because I try not to go as heavy on my heart picks as the projection picks. Um, but, uh, I do mainly think that that game is going to turn into a blowout. I want to start looking at things like, uh, the passing attempts lines for Russell Wilson, because that's something I'm interested in getting, hitting the higher than the more than on prize picks and underdog. It's set at 33 and a half right now. Um, pulling up here i'm trying to search right you could also take his over passing yards as well but i mean just because just because he has attempts doesn't mean they get completed so exactly Exactly. for uh, for tomorrow's game i do have myself personally uh courtland sutton over three and a half receptions right at minus probably minus 110 or something i i i log everything so i don't i got it at, at Whatever price that there's a vault that there's value, if it's at like minus 130 now, maybe it's not as much value as minus 110. But I mean, DJ, I mean, all I'm doing is just like I do in DFS when it comes to props, all you have to do is give me a reasonably accurate projection model and I'll, I'll look for the best price, look for the best number. And I've co- I have college football stuff tonight. And you know what teams are playing tonight? Teams that beforehand I'm not even sure I knew existed. <laughs> Some colleges that like San I mean, I've I've heard of these colleges, but never watched a football game between the University of Texas El Paso and like uh Sam Houston State. And it's like like but there there are props available on FanDuel for the receiving and rushing yards, and we have college football projections here. Somebody from Underdog is definitely watching Roto Grinders today because uh, Javante Williams just switched from 38 and a half rushing yards to 35 and a half rushing yards. A three yard drop in the span of our conversation. Well, people, there's probably someone just, I mean, these markets move like that. I'm not saying that <laughs> if they're moving smartly, right? If we take a look at prize picks, is, does prize, did prize picks move it? I'll check that right now. It's just very interesting to see how like we were talking about that one. And it's, we were hoping to get for somebody like Pacheco. I'm hoping to get like maybe another yard or a half yard drop. And then that one, they just went bam three right off the hop. Yeah. Javante is still uh 38 and a half on prize picks. Yeah. Still 38 and a half on prize picks. So that's the place to get it right there. That's why 
I look at these DFS pick'em things more than the betting props, just because I only have one website I can legally sports bet uh, where I am, and so I oh, can't so, line I mean, you shop. You must get really bad numbers there, bad prices. Sometimes amazing though. Sometimes amazing. Like it's just like for home runs, I there was so many times where the best scores and odds play would have somebody at like plus three eighty, and then on my side it would be like plus five fifty. Um, so there's been a few really good ones, but. Um, I, for NFL, I've mostly been looking at these DFS pick'em sites. And so I would try and get that really quick. Javante Williams on prize picks less than 38 and a half rushing yards. That's one I'm planning on, on, uh, on writing up for my, uh, for my article tomorrow. And as you can see, it's like, we got that 30.3 projection, even if it goes down, it's still a good pick'em. Uh, but we want to get that before it drops. Cause we did just see it drop three full yards on underdog. Right. If we take a look, even at Cortland Sutton's 4.23, right? Three and a half receptions. Of course, I think this is better. This is better value at minus 110 on a sports book as opposed to needing to get minus 120. Like essentially, if you put this in a five pick flex, you're going to get paid on average break even per leg minus 120. So, th so the key thing, if you're doing both, if you're in a state, that you could play prize picks or underdog as well as on the regulated sports books. If you could get a better price than minus 120 on anything that you see that it's worth playing on prize picks, just bet the prop outright. Right? You're just you're getting you're you're literally getting a better price. Right? If you're not getting a better price, then then you're putting it on prize picks. So, like for instance, that 38 and a half rushing yards for for Javante. We have projected as like a minus 125, minus 130. So, like, because of that, you're getting minus 120 when you should be getting like minus 130. But you go on like DraftKings, Javante Williams under 38 and a half rushing guards is like minus 125. So, it's like you'd much rather get minus 120 on prize picks than minus 125 on DraftKings, if that makes any sense. Always, you know, you know me, TJ. I know it's it sounds stupid to a lot of people. I know it sounds stupid, but it's the same thing in DFS. Do you want to pay fifty six hundred for this guy or fifty nine hundred for this guy? Like it matters based on your the salary of your lineup. So yeah. don't have it extend. You know, if you're going to think that way in DFS, don't go and say I'm willing to give up five cents here and five cents there because if you're going to be playing regularly, if you're going to be on pick'em sites, if you're going to be on props. Five cents on a five cents on a on a fifty dollar card or a hundred dollar prop. I mean, you're talking about five bucks, right? You're talking about two dollars and fifty cents. Now imagine you do that five of those a day for two hundred days. Next thing you know, at the end of the year, like the fact that you just simply got the best price, it's like someone handing you a check for two thousand dollars. Just at just on that scale. So I know I sound like a broken record with this type of stuff, but and I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir, obviously, TJ, you're always looking for the best price and the best number. And that's the main reason why you looked on underdog and like, oh, he's down to 35 and a half. And you, your first instinct was, wasn't, well, I'll take the under 35 and a half. Your first instinct was, let me go on prize fix and get it as quickly as possible. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The three 100%. yards is going to matter. Especially on a, especially on a line that low, right? Like, it's not like this is, 
110 yards versus 107 yards where it still matters, but that's a lot. Like this is 9% of his total yards. Like it's, it's a, it's a very big portion. So uh, we definitely want to get over there quick. The other one I want to harp on again is the, uh, I do like the more than 33 and a half passing, uh, passing attempts for Wilson. Um, I think they're going to be playing heavily from behind the whole time. But then in addition to that, uh, he's projected for 34 attempts on the blitz and then 35 uh, on the Roto Grinders projections. It's not a huge difference, but I feel more com- comfortable about that than his passing yards one, because although it's pretty low, like it's 227 and a half yards, the blitz and Roto Grinders projections are just so wildly different on this. So it's like it's 253 on Roto Grinders. He's projected for 208 yards on the blitz this week. Um, and so because those are uh, so wildly different, uh, 203 yards on the blitz this week. So because those are so wildly different, I think I do want to just go with the passing attempts one instead. Right. So basically it doesn't matter even if he throws 200 yards, as long as he tries to throw the ball 34 times, doesn't exactly. matter whether or not he completes these passes. <laughs> yeah. The only kind of worry I would have in that is like, he did decide now, maybe that was a matchup thing. Maybe that was just reading what was open. But he really did decide to tuck and run a lot more last game. You also have to realize that the blitz projections currently don't have usage adjustments. Yeah. So that yeah. The, so, so they'll take that. Well, that'll be all re yeah retaken into account tomorrow. Right. Okay. So your article for Prize Picks is going to come out tomorrow, even though you're traveling to New York tomorrow. You'll still have it out. Yeah, I will be firing that one out early morning while I'm at the airport after I'm through security. I've already done the expert survey for uh, Thursday Night Football, and then I'm going to be in New York all weekend, but I will still have prize picks articles for the London game, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, and then as well as a DraftKings and FanDuel strategy article for Sunday Night Football as well. And this is all this is all premium content? All free. All free on Roto-Grinders. Oh, this is all free? Yeah, all absolutely free. And so I'm looking at these blitz projections, these Roto Grinders premium projections and things like that. And I am uh, giving my favorites based on that all out for free on rotogrinders.com. So make sure you check those out. Well, that, that doesn't help me upsell the, the premium stuff. That doesn't help me at all. But if, hey, everything in your audit, there's probably 10 times more stuff that you could find in our projections and the blitz projections and prize picks. Hey, if you're playing on a site like sleeper or fliff or something like that, or you have sports, you have weird sports books and stuff. Like, obviously you're going to, you're going to need the data. You're going to need the tools. hundred percent. So, so join the road grinders premium subscription. You also get access to the premium channels in our discord. Our discord's free. Also rotogrinders.com slash discord. You just need to have a rotogrinders account on the site, which doesn't cost any money. Uh, but the premium channels, one of them is mine, Blender's Game Theory. Uh, that's where you, that essentially, that is where, if you want to talk to me anytime you want, that's the place to go, right? Not my Twitter DMs, not not regular Discord channels or anything, not email. Like, that's kind of like my den. If you want to just stop by and ask a question, sometimes I spend two or three hours in there explaining concepts to people, one-on-one. It doesn't matter. Two times a week, two times a month, I mean. I do group coaching calls via Zoom. That's only accessible via that channel. So there'll be one tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. And I'll be posting the link then, five minutes beforehand, in that channel. So if you want 
We just basically hang out. You had a bunch of people, small group. You could share your screen. You could ask whatever you want. We could talk about whatever it is that you want. DFS, NFL, NBA, anything. Share your results. Don't you share your results? CSV uploads, anything. Anything you want. So join me tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, in the Blenders Game Theory channel of the Roto Grinders Discord. TJ, uh, have have fun in New York. Get uh, make sure to get make sure to get a slice of pizza mm-hmm. and a bagel. Definitely, absolutely. Bagel I'll freeze. be getting lots of pizza, lots of bagels. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to be basically doing a nice walk every morning. My hotel is about one mile away from uh, the new, the center where the New York Comic Con is, and so I'm going to do that a nice ja- walk. Is that Javits? It's at Javits, yeah. Um, okay, and so, so, so you got that's up to, yeah, that's tenth Avenue. So you you're like in on eighth or ninth Avenue or something. Yeah, yeah. And so uh it'll be a nice little nice little walk. I'll pick up my breakfast on the way and then uh, spend the, the day doing press uh there. I don't have too too much stuff, so I'll get to just have a lot of fun, but I'll have a little bit of coverage for uh the new Scott Pilgrim show that's coming out, the new Percy Jackson show that's coming out. Uh, and then I'm doing some stuff with Invincible and Goosebumps. And so none of the – nothing super major because we're still at Agent Spandom. You know, we're still pretty small. We're still pretty new. It's our first New York Comic Con, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, one of the big ones, right? Yeah, probably I mean, second behind Javits, San Diego. It has to be a big one. I mean, that yeah. they do the, the, the car show there. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I'm originally from New York, so I've been to the Javits Center before. That is a humongous place. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's probably like the second biggest one in North America. So it's, it's San Diego's it's the biggest time. one, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I know, I know my stuff. I know my I know my Comic Cons. I know it. Okay, so follow TJ on Twitter as always, and for me, uh, join us in the Discord. You could always tag TJ or me in the Discord, even in the regular sport channels. Uh, we'll we'll always reply back. Uh, tomorrow we'll be looking at the the showdown slate. For DFS purposes, as well as obviously if there's you know props and pick them stuff, that's 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 what I do here. I answer questions. Also, if you want to send them in, you don't want to join me in the Game Theory channel of uh, Discord and just want to send in questions to the show. Email the mailbag. That's questions at theoryofdfs.com. They go directly to me, and uh, and I'll see you tomorrow because I'm here. Uh, I'm here every day, right? Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, on Roto Grinders today. Thank <laughs> you.